Welcome to the Incred Podcast. I'm Colin. Yeah, I did. I wanted to do it this time. Colin cut me off. Last week, you were really weird about the intro, and I thought, I like, all the way over here, I wanted to... It was a weird intro. It was. I was just having fun. Yeah, that's true. That's what we're here Um, for. We're here to have fun. Zane here having fun. Uh, and with our guest today, Omar Najah. Hello. Welcome to the garage. Man. Thank you for having me in the garage. I love it. Thank you. This is a, it, honestly, uh, and I'm not just saying this for the microphone. When I walked in here, I was highly impressed. Yeah, a lot. I, of, I appreciate that. A lot of people are really impressed with Zane's garage. I can't take all credit because it's like a lot of projects that I do with friends mm-hmm. that are stored in the garage, but <laughs> still. My garage. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I was um, talking to someone recently who just like moved and was complaining about having all their shit still in boxes and things like that and i've been in my apartment for over a year and a half now and up until a month ago when i had zane come over and just absorb like all of my props and extra (laughs) bullshit um it was a very good day for me yeah i was like i was like i can't live like this anymore i'm in a tiny little studio you know Mm -hmm. and uh zane took like almost everything i would love to watch a reality show that is that because there's no (laughs) jeopardy to it it's not like a thing where it's like and how how much are gonna sell this later it's just like this is a cool thing that's a cool thing too yeah it's a cool thing i'll take it and then it's like yeah the show wrapped in five minutes and like i that's i would love that yeah it's like uh, i'm not trying to flip anything a lot lot more cool stuff (laughs) we need to get in touch with the producers of hoarders yeah. and then like get their rolodex because those people would be oh, perfect yeah. for coming over and taking shit out of apartments yeah. and like yeah. a lot of it would, i haven't seen hoarders but i feel like also you guys could just be like and they're like we've got tons of newspapers from the 80s and you're like great we'll take it to the recycling center that's not this is <laughs> oh no i was thinking about having the people with the mental health issues uh-huh. of hoarding coming and getting more shit oh getting oh feeding like, yeah, into the issue. Issue. i get it yeah. Yeah. well that's a lot more conflict than i was pitching that was it's <laughs> like people tra- yeah. the family trying to stop them from going into people's places to get shit <laughs> There was a hoarder at my old apartment, and he was in upstairs, uh-huh. and he had trouble getting downstairs, so we would help him downstairs sometimes, mm-hmm. that's how we've seen the hoarding. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can see it from his big sliding doors, but he hoarded VHS tapes. Ooh, I remember this. And if you this. would do him favors, he would give you VHS tapes, stuff like that. Uh, very sweet guy, but man, there was like, it was a labyrinth of VHS tapes in his house. And <laughs> he had to move around. That's gonna be you. <laughs> no, I, that's why I'm very careful when I take back. Like, I almost rent them. The ones that I'm like, I shouldn't have got that. I just take it back to the thrift shop. Right. Because it's a dollar. It's almost like I rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, what was like the coolest golden crown gem of the VHS collection that you saw? Um, I'm gonna say Waterworld. Great. Because a lot of what he had, I did not know what it was. Like, that kind of stuff. Right, right. Makes and sense. then a lot of, like, written on, like, handwritten in his mm-hmm. own handwriting. Oh, like, yeah. figure skating competition 1997. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> but in reality, it's a snuff film of him, he, like, drowning <laughs> fucking neighborhood cats and shit. <laughs> I really hope that's not the case, because he was so nice. <laughs> they always do, he, man. He they always they were do. All those figure films skating fans. Too, yeah. He was a big film guy. 
I mean, if you had Waterworld on VHS, Yo, and I'm not trying to be facetious about that, if you own Waterworld, you're a film person. Yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> the casual not cinephile isn't just like I have only I only like one movie. <laughs> I, I think I have his, like the copy of Waterworld I have is the one I got from him. That's amazing. But That's I really also nice. only saw Inside of His House up close once, uh-huh. so I don't want people to go around thinking I was just inside this guy's house all the time hanging out and being VHS but You never even saw the Minotaur of the of the VHS <laughs> labyrinth, too, yeah, so I that's... Yeah. <laughs> I just held like, those stairs, like, twice, and yeah. I saw him for a year. One of these movies lies, one of these movies tells the truth, which, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> we have a guest here today. I believe we introduced you already. Omar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just met you. I just met you as well. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things. Thank you. And I hear you do a lot of indie stuff, which is what we like to get into on the podcast. Indie Makes Cred. sense. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was thinking like how to describe Omar. It's like sort of a renaissance uh, man for huge fucking nerds. Um, <laughs> I have never been so honored. Uh <laughs> And wanting to fight someone for the nice words that they said. Because I just, like, felt too much. (laughs) It's overwhelming. save it for my eulogy. Like, don't, this is not, like, you don't say that until, like, they're playing, like, a black and white picture of you at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Can you expand on that? Uh, Well, so, you and I met in, I think, the nerdiest way humanly possible. Which was, we were, um, you were... Game master of a live Buffy the Vampire Slayer DVD, uh, DVD, um, like D and D that I was guest playing yeah. for the internet as a Chicago half demon, half human, mm-hmm. um, and then we folded in a bunch of Chicago references because I was really excited about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a cool character. Which is, oh, thank you. And it's nice to finally have uh, a Chicago guest here because ninety percent of the people that we have are from Oklahoma and uh, they and Zane get to fucking geek out for hours about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you book all the members of Hanson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Am I, right? Right? Are they Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Tulsa boys. Ah, Tulsa oh, they're specifically boys. Tulsa boys. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not from Broken Arrow? You can buy their... Are they Broken Bow? I don't know. Uh, Wait, is Broken Bow no, broken, slang for... Broken Bow is a place and Broken Arrow is also a place. Uh, broken Bow is a lake, I believe. Okay. Anyway. And we're already I talking always... about Oklahoma. <laughs> we... Wow. <laughs> Illinois got usurped so quickly. <laughs> My bad. Uh, as it always does by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma stole a little bit of land, always steals the attention. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely it. Um, so, well... We might as well talk about that. Let's start with your origin story. Sure. And to clarify, I'm not um, from, just before people get really excited, and they're just like, oh, we're going to talk about Bloomington Normal, like, which we can, but <laughs> I uh, am not originally from Chicago, mm-hmm. but my family lives in Palatine. Okay. So if you're from Chicago, you know what we're talking about. That's the test. You, I, I you know exactly where yeah. Palatine is. Um, and so I... While I grew up in the Bay Area, really do want to clarify on that, I was, I would spend all my summers in the Chicago suburbs areas, uh, got all the Harry Potter books by staying up late at Jewel Osco's, going oh, to those nice. midnight unveilings, 
which was not a thing they did. That's like for any, that's just a grocery store. Yeah. And we were the nerds that rolled up and we were like in costume, like, can we get those books? And they're like, we cl- we close at eight. <laughs> and so they have to stay open. <laughs> for us. I think that's the best fit for my origin that's story. <laughs> I like that. I went to another Forcing state. a grocery store. <laughs> I told them to stay open. <laughs> Dude, I love the memories of staying or going to get those books. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was a time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't, I mean, something like that could happen again, I suppose, but that was, like, so special and specific. I'm kind of, ha- I'm doing it right now with my son, because he's reading them, uh-huh. and I'm sending him in the mail, like, in order <gasps> of how they come out or whatever. That's incredible. Uh, so, he just, he was on the third one, uh-huh. and he had checked it out from the library at school, because I sent it to him on cassette tape. Great. Uh, which he has a cassette tape player, and he listened to some of it. But uh, Coolest son ever. <laughs> anyway, so he... he you uh, should see the labyrinth of VHS tapes this kid has. Start that addiction now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to get the Blondie collection next. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I had mailed him for Valentine's Day like a bunch of Harry Potter candy from mm-hmm. like, this place down the street, and then the fourth book, and he couldn't get it. He was like mad because the kid had checked it out from school, and he was like, he's the slowest reader ever. He's oh. never going to finish it. And I got him the package the day he finished the third one, so it was like perfect. That's amazing. So now I'm timing the fifth one. I'm in the middle of it, so I'm excited. But he's 11, so it's like the perfect time. That's a, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's about. I think that's about how old I was when Harry Potter hit the scene originally. So that's like seven was the when the first book was released, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. I'm not gonna do the math. <laughs> yeah. Here. Were this you is in? Not oh. a math show. <laughs> Were you in like it from the first book? I was read the first book by my. I don't want to overdate myself here, but sixth grade teacher, and that's when I was like, "This is cool." And then I think after that, my mom was excited because also my folks are. British. Mm-hmm. I'll fold this back into the origin stuff slowly. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys that. breadcrumbs and then you'll get to piece it together. We'll piece it together with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> My on father's name is James. My mother's name is Lily. <laughs> um, and they were 21, I guess, when they died. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to give their death day. So I should have said I was 20 when they gave birth to me. Um, but they, my mom was really excited because it was like a British book series yeah in her mind she was like this is so british uh and <laughs> so and i think it is yeah, yeah i think it was like just a weird british is fun. that adds to me as an american added more magic to it right i knew nothing yeah. of <laughs> I, I think for her it was like this is a taste of home uh she's originally from india and then was like super punky and then like the all the punky indian folks at the time were just like we're taking it back so then they went and colonized england and she moved there when she was 18 and then uh came to the states around the time that i was born and so i think for her it's like that ab fab i'm trying to think like uh uh are you being served i believe like that stuff like that she was like you guys will watch this you guys will read this Mm -hmm. this will make you british and then later (laughs) she was like wait are all american kids reading harry potter like yeah this is like an american experience and then she was so disappointed it turned out to be a global experience i think yeah Yeah, i mean nobody well not nobody saw that coming but i think especially when you're a kid you don't really think of it in terms like that yeah like i guess you did because you had that unique perspective from your mom trying to force you to be british (laughs) yeah but (laughs) it didn't cross my mind that it was going to be uh the fucking goddamn thing because when you're a kid also like in your mind like uh 
like I'm thinking about the, the old like uh, Fleischer cartoons and stuff of the like, Christmas everything. It's like American Christmas mm-hmm. is a whole night. And then Santa goes to the rest of the world. And I was like, here, 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 here. Yeah, now, yeah, now yeah. I'm going for the rest of the year. I feel like that's how we condense in our minds. Where we're just like, we have this thing. And yeah, I guess maybe China and Africa and other places have it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. Like, because <laughs> they have to exist. happens in a montage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, every drop other... off chimney, drop off chimney. Give me my 50-minute movie. Like, that's every American kid. Yeah. yeah. If he's stopping... That's true. Santa stops always at an American kid's house to get an adventure. Like, exactly. once a year. Um... And sometimes be murdered by Tim Allen. Yep. But that's, you know, a whole nother thing. Which, oh God, what conversation was I having? It's somewhere recorded in some media format. We were talking about the Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. The Santa Claus. And (laughs) which I misspelled it after that from now on. Like, I just did not realize that until lately. Uh, And like the old Santa, just just for those listening at home, because I know that you're like, oh God, Tim Allen did murder Santa Claus. He did. That guy had done it for 200 years, and he had probably also been tricked into the job. Mm-hmm. He was so happy yeah. to finally be able to move on. He was begging for death. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was just like, like, they cut that scene out, but there's a moment where he's falling off the roof and goes, thank you. It's <laughs> 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 the ground, and then just like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Tim Allen passes on the suit, they should do an Obi-Wan, and, and then he, like... He meets the other one. And oh, like, that's good. They're little blue holograms yeah. in the woods. But still have it Hayden Christensen. <laughs> My dad didn't know that Hayden Christensen was in The New Jedi. And, like, Jedi was on TV, and so we're watching it. And mm-hmm. then it goes. And my dad's like, who the hell yeah, yeah. is that man? <laughs> who I believe he said was, is his specific question was, is that Neil Diamond? And I was like, no. It's, is that Neil Diamond? I was like, you know it's not Neil Diamond. Do you think you could have gone this long without knowing that Neil Diamond was in a fucking Star Wars <laughs> <Yeah>. film? <laughs> I wish Neil Diamond was in those prequels. Like, yeah, why not? Why not? We a can... fucking Jedi in blue jeans. That's yeah. a Weird Al song that the world is missing out on. I would on. love that song. I would watch that film. And it doesn't even have to be that funny. No, like, no. Weird Al direct it. Mm-hmm. And it's just the prequels. Disney would never let this happen. But it would just be the prequels with just like a Jedi in blue jeans. Look, they're going to run out of fucking spin-off movies eventually. <laughs> yeah. They're doing one every year. A Jedi in blue jeans is probably a porn, though. Like, yeah. I will. Because you can out. afford to make that one. <laughs> it's easy. The costuming is easy, yeah, at I least. I could make that porn tomorrow. <laughs> I... That had nothing... This has nothing to do with my origin story. But... Uh, there was a time when novelty adult cinema was had to be a pitch where someone's like, it's mm. going to cost us 5000 bucks to shoot this on film because that's all that exists right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But trust me, yeah. if we can do a pinball wizard <laughs> adult <laughs> film... <laughs> like, Benoit Ball Wizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if we can do... I'm trying to think of, like, the French Connection adult movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, what a time, though. Yeah. Well, that's the that's just... the plot of Boogie Nights, essentially, is Burt Reynolds, true. like, being this fucking Spielberg of smut. Um, yeah. Shooting everything on film and thinking he's this fucking grand master of the cinemata- uh, of cinema arts and shit. Yeah. And he's, you know, doing fucking Roller Girl movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I guess that movie exists. 
<laughs> but also that time but also history. that was amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah it was so great that they made a movie about it and everyone yeah. talks about it yeah yeah um so we're right is really what i'm saying you nailed it omar <laughs> thank you well done <laughs> okay so you're growing up in the bay area yep doing summers and whatnot in chicago yep, yep. and then uh well so what, what happened next so, College, high school, high junior s- high. <laughs> yeah, in that order. I Benjamin Button <laughs> by he, he was getting Harry Potter books along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was sort of a reverse, yeah, inverse Harry Potter situation. Their ears went up, mine just kept going for some reason down. Yeah, I uh, uh, um, grew up in Evergreen, California, in the foothills of San Jose Hills, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to grow up in the 90s uh, around there because that was silicon valley and it was developing but we still had to worry about black widows and rattlesnakes and mm. stuff like that as kids where it was like if you're going swimming like check for tarantulas before you jump in the pool and stuff okay and so uh and fun little fact i you don't have to worry about those anymore though a little bit less so like now i don't when i go home i don't have to worry about snakes like it just doesn't cross my mind black widows is still sort of a thing mm. but it's much, it's not, like, it was a thing where, like, when you would run around in, like, the apricot fields, they would just be like, oh, it's hot, the snakes will be out. Like, you just, you know, keep an yeah. eye out for anything that's moving. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, uh, a fun little fact, if you're a wine person or you go to the wine sections of grocery stores, Mirasu Winery, I used to run around at that winery. Oh, okay. Uh, that was, like, a, a family friend winery. Okay. And so... I had a very interesting childhood where there was all this technology that was developing. The internet was like this thing that everyone was talking about before it really became this household uh, utility. Before the sample D, uh, the sample the- CDs <laughs> went out yeah. in the mailer. Yeah, where they, like you go to Blockbuster and they're like, and you want to check out this thing called the internet. Here you go. It's on a CD. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'll download the internet. How? <laughs> From where am I getting this? What does it mean? Uh, and it was still not super rural per se, but we still had like wildlife and stuff like that. And mm. I was reading the Animorph books religiously I where I was like, are some of my friends Yurks and stuff like that? <laughs> uh, and so I think out of that, what like the only logical choice for me was like filmmaking, which was this technical thing mm-hmm. where we would just play with these super old 90s video cameras that you had to put tapes in and the battery always died. But then there's also, like, imagination of what can you do when you go out to the fields and you're pretending to be Lord of the Rings characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so in high school, I did a ton of theater, as well as shooting just, like, dumb home videos, which should never see the light of day. <laughs> I know that feeling. They're just, they're offensive. Like, it's not even, like, bad. It was just, like, the jokes and stuff we did. I was just like, yeah, I can never judge anyone else now because I'm like, I was a bad person. <laughs> so it, I Everything I do from now on that's good is trying to break even from when I was a teenage boy. Yeah. And anyone who I think doesn't agree with that statement is lying. Like, yeah, like, at least lying to themselves. Yeah. I was a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up garbage. Well, we were fueled by fucking Mountain Dew. Yep. And and but, the MTV. Oh, God, and, the MTV. Well, yeah, that's on it. Like, I want to... It's such a weird thing now where people are just... I hear some folks our age who are just like, what are these kids growing up on? All this YouTube stuff? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our Tom Green music videos <laughs> were the epoch of... You know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's the same shit. My little nephew... Or not nephew, my cousins. They watch YouTube videos all day. And I'm like, I can want to see what they're watching. It's like... 
normal ass shit that they would just watch on TV anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They're just watching it anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what we're all doing. So, like, I'm tired of people giving kids shit. Because I see those same people that say that. Driving down the street in their BMW, fucking, I want to kill them. They're all like, like, stop talking about it. Yeah. That's it's so, normal. It's so normal. It's yeah. been going on since screens and I, comic books. Yeah, I can't point. That's the thing is like, I can't point a finger uh, from a point of like a higher ground of judgment because I used to just drink Mountain Dew, eat Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and watch Cops. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I. And, but the only benefit I think for that is like, we can just be like, hey, listen, we know you're watching a bunch of trash. This is what you become later. <laughs> so, like, don't. Like, you know, like, I think we all turned out. We all turned out. I'm happy with us. Yeah. yeah I mean, it took. I think we had to. It took longer for us to grow up. Honestly. Yeah. And it's stupid. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a true thing. I think that's that's probably the the truer statement to offer to kids who are just like absorbing all this like information or not not information, just like content, yeah. and just being like, listen, we did the same thing. You could be like that, but you could get like if like I read some books mm-hmm. and I'm like cobbling together a career. If you like yeah. put your mind to it now, you could win a Nobel Prize. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Not... And the bar for the Nobel Prize is gonna just keep going down. It's gonna keep getting yeah. knocked lower and lower. Yeah. Like, okay, the Peace Prize has to keep going lower and lower. <laughs> right. Essentially, if you just don't work for Halliburton, you can win a Nobel yeah. Peace Prize. That's a. That seems like a pretty good fucking. But there's also kids. There's kids that grew up with the same shit that we had that are doing great things too. They're like, oh, absolutely. We just there's a lot of us mm-hmm. that didn't do that. Well, and we live in LA and we work in entertainment, yeah. so we are in a fucking bubble. I, I work for MTV pretty much. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> I write yeah. fart jokes uh, on television. Yeah, on exactly. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> It is, again, so hard to be judgmental and have, like, a very conservative perspective on that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, if I could go back in time, would I stop myself from watching hours upon hours of television? No, because I need that in Mm -hmm. order to, like, send my pitch package to Robot Chicken. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's an interesting, yeah. I watch tons of stuff. Yeah. Oh, just, you yeah. gotta balance it out. You gotta find out when you can. When can I spend this much time watching a thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately for me, I have a lot of time to watch shit. <laughs> I just. You may know this show because it seems like it might be right up your alley. It was a 2006 BBC series called Young Dracula. I just. Uh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking I about. I just dove in today. Oh, I'm fucking hooked. That man. seems like exactly your kind of type. Oh, it's you're, so goddamn yeah, good, dude. It's so good. Magna. <laughs> Fucking Magna Dracula. I watched it yet. Well, so okay, so I don't know what her last name is because they didn't. Uh, they never got married, yeah. um, but they fathered children together. Are you gonna give me the whole story? I'm gonna watch. Dude, it. I just want you to fucking <laughs> love Magna as much as I do. I she's might. a fucking. She's one of my favorite fucking femme fatale uh, Draculas since like um, fucking Drusilla from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is a goddess of. Hatred and yep. evil. It's great. I can't wait to watch this. It's so good. Speaking of these BBC series, though, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is technically a BBC, BBC series, but did you guys ever watch Worst Witch? 
Oh my god. I didn't never expect to have a conversation about Worst I Witch. I fucking loved it so much, right? That's like, I didn't get into Harry Potter until, way, until later, until mm-hmm. four books were out, because... I was making fun of it, and like the way it, it was, was a book, the was book, and the way like I saw it, he was on a broomstick and all this stuff, yep. and you're like, "What is this little witch kid doing?" That's lame. Yeah. And then I remember being in a classroom and somebody like or a teacher reading it or me reading it, and they said, "Oh, but Harry's different. He was a wizard." And I was like, "Wait, he's a wizard, not a witch? This is all different now. I need to read this <laughs> Harry Potter book because in Worst Witch, yep, if boy, boys were wizards and girls were witches." And we grew up in a time where everyone's calling you gay all the time. So mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a witch? What is this? So mm-hmm. I'm basically gay bashing Harry Potter as like a, an 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had to like grow up and not do that. But uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's like Worst Witch was the coolest thing ever when I was a kid. It was uh, Tim Curry flying in, right? In the, yeah. Was it the movie only? That was, was it in the, the series. There was yeah. a series. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's I've watched it recently. Because also the second, like later on when they continue it down the road, when it's like yeah. which academy or whatever, like which university, Felicity Jones is like a main character. Felicity, I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, this is, yeah, but the show is <laughs> The show is incredible. Canadian. Yes, um, yes. Because I found out later like a bunch of Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. were Canadian that they just bought when they were new and they right. really need all these shows. So all these, I grew up watching a bunch of Canadian shit. Like mm-hmm. I found out, like well, later in life. I think it's a Commonwealth thing because, like, every so often, uh, I have an Australian friend who is like, "Oh yeah, of course I've watched that. That was like one of ours." See, and I was that's like, so "Oh, cool. we just barely got. Like, we were lucky to get it. That like yeah. some like company at Burbank was like, we'll give you some money for it, and yeah, we'll run it for yeah, a yeah. summer." Dude, I mean that's what Netflix is doing. Um, yep. now, like I. I go scrolling through Netflix, and sometimes I feel like they bought some of their original programming uh, from a fucking garage sale. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like... It's like they go to that guy's house who you used to live next to, yeah. and just like start digging through boxes, Dude. and they're like, we can fucking market this. Put a thumbnail with a guy with a crossbow, yep. and someone will fucking click on it. There's... South Park had a joke where it was just like Netflix people kept calling and pitching them shows uh-huh. and like they were trying to pitch their show and the kids were and oh, okay. it was just like they were like oh a fart and a th- whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of different things Netflix show mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty good that's hilarious but yeah dude that's what Netflix feels like and then I get mad because I'm like well, I don't. Why do I even try to make it? Because <laughs> I, it's what am I? I'm competing with this and yeah. why am I? What? I will Zane, there's something I want you to watch um, because I, I started it today and I had to turn it off. I just couldn't. Um, it's called American Bigfoot and oh. it is available on Amazon Prime. How this movie got distribution oh, of any kind is fucking incredible. It's about a fucking Bigfoot in this shit stained town in Ohio that's just killing people. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so goddamn bad, and it makes me like pretty. It makes me feel pretty good about my own right. like filmmaking prowess. You know, <laughs> I would love to make one of those films. Uh, films. Films. Yes. I would love to make one of those Criterion Collection editions. Mm-hmm. This was, it looks like it was shot in a top loading fucking VHS camera. <laughs> I do want to do that. 
I would love to make one of those and then and it's just like one of these like cobbled together like we have four locations and we stole two of them kind mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the like figure out some solid like Citizen Kane ending out of nowhere because for all like the pretentious jerks like me who are like watching it being like let's have a bad movie night mm-hmm. and you're watching it and suddenly you realize that the whole time it's been about quantum suicide or something and you're Ooh. just like wait wait this is primer like this is a bigfoot movie and suddenly it's this that or the people who legitimately just want to watch a bigfoot murder movie uh-huh. and then at the end it's like oh this was about like oh, this, that would this be movie awesome. changed my life <laughs> you should yeah. do that you should do that. Thank you. Because Maybe. there's a market for that kind of stuff. Right. Which is mm-hmm. like the only good part of the future. Is <laughs> yeah. It's a bad part and a good part is there's a market for everything and they're usually all small. It's like, uh, are there hovercrafts? No, but we have a lot of Run the Jewels records <laughs> and irony has like a solid place in our society. And there are technically a lot of hovercrafts that call themselves hovercrafts That's and they are not hovercrafts true. and they're going to frustrate you. I don't. Like, that's not okay to no, call it that. Because I guess technically you're hovering around, but that's like, I didn't expect like a hovercraft to be a loitercraft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you guys talking about the hoverboards? Hoverboards. The two-wheel yeah. little fucking douche-mobiles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, those things are fun as fuck. <laughs> I used to work in an office that had a set, and if I was feeling blue... Or, you know, the just world was just right getting, on. Oh, I would fucking zip back and forth <laughs> that place. I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. I love them. There's a lot of great clips of the internet. People falling. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love to watch. Uh-huh. There's, just, um... Uh, yeah, I don't... They're, when someone's on it, just running up the sidewalk. And, oh, yeah, yeah. I wanna... I saw, like, a fart. family of people taking it through a mall and then getting on the escalator and then sitting on the escalator... And I was just like, <laughs> I just love to see this thing. That sounds fucking awesome. Like, I don't even know if I have like the comedic comment to like, <laughs> right. like the button of the story. It's just like the visual of it. I was just like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm clearly in the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are in the future. The future sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We made it. It just was a lot fucking dumber than it we expected. It turned out to be like a Michelle Gondry joke. It's kind yeah. of like what the future was. Yeah, shit. We were talking to shitty stuff the podcast on the podcast, and I think they're gonna do a shirt. The future is a joke. I think we talked about it on the podcast that joke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the future's a joke. Yeah, that sure is. Um, man, which is <laughs> weird to like be in because I feel like growing up, I personally was put in a lot of roles of responsibility, and that was kind of the sort of culture uh, around. I mean, I grew up in. A- <coughs> a small-ish town. Mm-hmm. And so it was the thing of, like, you guys are the future. And, like, you know, you will be the future presidents. You will be, like, the future senators. Like, you need to be responsible. You need to learn what it's like to work within a community. Hmm. You need to think forward five years, ten years, you know, 50 years. You need to create a universe for the next generation and stuff. And then we got here, and I'm still prepped for that, but the variables have shifted so much from what I thought was going to be the thing. Okay. Yeah. Where now it's just like, uh, not to get like necessarily super political or whatever, but it's like, wh- like wackadoodle is the best way I can describe. It's pretty weird. Every time like I wake up and I'm reading the news, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'll try. Yeah. But I would just be trying to bring it back to like the 90s when the craziest thing was like, hey, you know, one of the guys running is named Ross Perot. 
and they did a thing about a parent on Sesame Street. Like, that was, like, a year. Like, that was, like, a year of content and Uh the conversation. Oh, well, for me, I think the beginning of my political sort of awareness, and maybe it's still idols in that... um, region is Amanda Bynes doing Ross Perot on all that. <laughs> That's about the extent of my we political just sound like old people now though. Every- <laughs> but is a making an Amanda Bynes reference makes us old yeah. people? Yeah, but that not the references so much as the like it's so much lamer than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's yeah. just a growing up thing. But also, it is technically the future that everyone's been calling, waiting for the future. Mm. It is that now. And sure. It is a joke. I mean, it's funny that, like, before it would be, like, the who's on first thing would yeah. be, like, that would be, like, the trope. And for okay. us, it's all that. Where it's just like, <laughs> well, you know what Detective Dan said? And it's like, <laughs> kids would be like, Detective what are you saying? <laughs> I fucking forgot about Detective Dan. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, but that was um I mean, if we can do if we could just talk about all that for a minute. Yeah. That was fucking I think a lot of people of our like sort of ilk, our peer group, can point directly to like all that roundhouse and be like, this was fucking comedy. Yeah, Keenan and Cal. Keenan and Cal, yeah. like from age fucking six and seven, there were solid sketch comedy programs yeah. and a multitude of them aimed directly at children. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're all fucking still children. I sent a, an audition tape into the when they tried to recreate all that. No way. They were like casting the funniest kid in America. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I remember I it was declined because I didn't I didn't have the right grades. I think you had to have A's and B's. You can only have two B's and all A's. You had what? To, you had to have like a grade thing to uh that's bullshit. Yeah. That's worse than when Chuck E. Cheese uh, ran that promotion to have you bring your report card in for free <laughs> oh, tokens. Yeah. Man, I was never fucking getting any tokens. Yeah, I was not. I didn't do school. I just <laughs> uh, didn't do it at all. But that's why we're in a garage. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I have a garage. You have a garage. It's pretty cool. I um, also disagree with the ethos of bring your report card and we'll give you tokens. Because, mm-hmm. and I. I'm not trying to dissuade people from working hard in school. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the weirdest hill I'll ever die on. <laughs> I don't think that replaces the skills that are required to earn those tokens to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? Asking your those, fucking mom for quarters? Those, those, no, no, no. Skills you those got? tokens that you earn are because you're good at skee ball. It's because you're good at shooting that to- like those the little are, coin. Those are tickets, my friend. Uh, we're, we're having a ticket token oh, so, confusion Oh, was here. that what it was? So you would get, got you would it. You get an opportunity to earn tickets. Got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, those so nerds for sure money. burned through those. Got it. Oh, yeah. They were fucking yeah, playing like, okay. they were playing like the motorcycle game where you can't even win tickets. Oh, there was like no point to it. They were bad fucking uh, consumers. It's Cruising USA. Homie, I'm going to get that bike hanging up at the top and then I'm going to oh, yeah. be Cruising USA. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm, looking, I'm playing that long game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The fucking $25,000 ticket (laughs) prize at the top. You're like taking tickets from kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The most relatable thing I've seen in television in a long time was in The Good Place, season one, where they're playing skee-ball, I think. Yes, I love it. And then it's like, is this the point? And she's like, well, also, you can pull the ticket thing, and you get three extra. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Stealing the, the extra tickets was a fucking big deal. And then every so often you'd be like, I want to dump. This is this is the shadiest thing we did as kids. We used to like try to tape 
uh, actual coin in between some of the tickets to weigh it down because they just put it in the bucket. Oh, yeah. Never worked. They were just like, yeah, that's... They caught <laughs> I'm it? I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm looking. It's like putting... Uh... So that's... Okay, so your father's generation was putting fucking pebbles inside of old beer cans and crushing them and taking them to the recycling center. Oh. That was their taping a coin to the back of the ticket. See, our thing, it's not like they churned those tickets back into like right. ruin the, those rocks ruined the recycling centers well oh i was <laughs> right, gonna i was gonna to. take an opposite stance where we're just obsessed with fucking entertainment oh also and yeah self-fulfillment. they got money they were they were fucking making bullets to yeah. fight the third reich <laughs> <laughs> and we were like i'm gonna get like five sticky hands today <laughs> <laughs> to fucking wreck the wallpaper and yeah. say, mom can yell at me later they were like we're gonna go surf and we we're like oh, i want to see like the little guy like go down the window go down the window go down the window oh, i broke so, so many posters with those mm. <laughs> if you'd catch a poster right by where the tack is yeah just rip it right off. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time i found out you could do that i was just didn't care about my posters anymore i wanted to do that yeah yeah i'll get other posters the book fair will be back yeah if you get <sighs> a fair. scholastic fair <laughs> catalog let me know <laughs> Oh, man. So um, you do a lot of indie stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so to conclude... <laughs> Thanks for coming in, yeah, 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 This yeah. is great. I feel like we hit it all. Uh, <laughs> um, so wait. There was a web series, or there is a web series. Currently. There's currently a web series yeah. that you produce. Uh, I'm directing. Directing. Uh, we've got two producers. It was it, uh, It's a brainchild of my buddy James Brent Isaacs. And he came up with this brilliant idea where it is a driver. It's like a rideshare Uber Lyft driver who is driving around fictional characters. So it's taxi cab confessions mm-hmm. with like fairy tale and po- like popular literary characters. Okay. And so it's... Sometimes it goes a little dark, like very taxi cab confessions, but for the most part, it is kind of like a little lighter. Like, let's take these fairy tales and these, you know, popular stories mm-hmm. out of their context and put them in the contemporary context. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. Right, right, right. And I so, love that. thank you. Thank That's you. Awesome. I, I'm excited for it. I um, heard about this because you put something on Twitter about. Um, you're crowdsourcing this project, yep. right? Yeah. That's something I want to talk about because I think it's... I've never personally crowdsourced uh, a project and I know it fucking... It has to be done. I just like... So what are the ins and outs of that sort of process? Like fulfillment, just like from beginning to whatever. It's so intense. Yeah. Um, because you... And luckily we have... Jenny Powell and Paula Rhodes are the producers on the project, and mm. they are incredible. Okay. Um, and then we've also got a member of our team, Melissa, who is just kicking it out of the park. And so we're... She's a kickball player? She's a kickball player. She's kicking it out of the park. And every so often we're like, oh, that's right, we also have a part of this that's kickball. And then Melissa runs in and is like... you got to stay in your leagues. Exactly. Because that's how you keep your contacts up. That's how... It's all about networking, and the best way to network is kickball. (laughs) Which is funny, because it's not untrue, actually. In Hollywood, that's not... That's what I I was just talking about that, because uh, I don't do any of that shit, Mm -hmm. but that's, like, how a lot of people Mm -hmm. get a lot of work and stuff. Because also, like, like, it was, for a while, like, I would say early 2000s, it was, like, the drink culture. Like, post-entourage, everyone was just like, oh, let's grab drinks. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that, 
like actually effectively networking, that is seven, like six or seven nights of consuming cocktails. Right. And that's... Which is meant to be done at home alone in your studio apartment. Exactly. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't pay not <laughs> bottle price for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I need to get that Albertsons nine dollar jug yeah, yeah. of vodka. That Kirkland uh, potato vodka made in the USA is not bad. I here's a fun fact. This is a little. This is diving into like a fun little part of my origin story. Mm-hmm. I can't drink vodka. Ah, allergies? Uh, well, I think it's like a psychosomatic allergy. Where there was one night where in college I went to UCSB, go Gauchos, and this is going to be a very UCSB story, much to the chagrin of our chancellor, who's like, please don't spread this story mm-hmm. about, don't, this is, no, we're a, like, we're a number two engineering school. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you a story about alcohol. Uh, I just made a rule that we were playing beer pong, and I was like, also, if you come over tonight, um, I'll just take a shot with you. Oh. So playing beer pong, uh, there's like a Riders in the Storm, like thunderstorm blowing in, and I'm also just taking a shot of vodka with every person that comes every over. Every time someone walks through the door. And just at one point, I am playing beer pong, and I shoot, and it, the ball is hitting the wall to my right. <laughs> like, that's my aim, where I'm just like, I got it! And uh, after that night, I was just like, and it wasn't even like a thing where you're like, oh, geez, was it just like a discuss? does this story become disgusting after this? No, like I keep everything. I don't like to spread your uh, bodily fluids. My bodily fluids. Okay. My pain. I don't want to inconvenience anyone. I don't like to share <laughs> my what I'm. You know, like inconvenience stuff about myself, feelings, uh, well, alcohol poisoning. I'll share a story. Uh, it's very similar. That <laughs> <laughs> time in junior high, mm-hmm. friend, my friends in this trailer park. They're good buds of mine. They're like a brother, uh, cousins that live next door to each other. And one of, like, we would just go over there and, like, run around different trailer. Like, yep. it was the funnest. And there was, like, woods behind it. Parents out of town. Junior, so we go over there, and they have, like, vodka. And we are just marking on our arms every time we take a shot. Smart. Because yep. if we black out, we want to see how many. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scientific. Yeah. We, we, uh, I don't, we all blacked out. And then we woke up with just, like, we're, like, I think I had 17. And then, like, it was going up to my fingers. Wow. But I covered in piss. Yep. Um, and puke in my hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy's the same, and it, we're not at school, and it's school has started. So we just go for a half day, still covered in piss and puke, and we <laughs> sit through our classes that way, and everyone knows. And Jesus then, uh, so I'm like, I'm never drinking vodka again, ever. And you were so like a you, little baby child. I'm a kid, yeah. And, the, yeah. and then, <laughs> did you stick with that too? Or are you on the, in the non vodka club? I don't even drink at all anymore. Oh, okay. Well. But, <laughs> I did. I did keep drinking after that. Uh-huh. And the graduation night, uh, we went out to this party in the woods, mm-hmm. Steve's Woods, that I'm getting married at. Mm. Also, my graduation party was there. But uh, back to the scene I'm of the drinking, crime. I'm drinking uh, <laughs> with these older dudes uh-huh. who have some moonshine, so I already can't taste anything. And then these girls are like taking these baby shots of vodka, and mm-hmm. I'm drunk and being an asshole. And I'm like, ah, I'll show you how to take a shot. And then I take their vodka and I chug it. Oh, I think almost all of it. Great. That's and then, a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my night's over. That's yep. my graduation party. I'm mm-hmm. gone. I wake up in a tree later the next day. Amazing. Not, not in like, a tree. In, like so so pine trees? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like 
on some of the branches on the ground. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You were in the you were on the first floor of a pine tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe yeah. that's like how we're introduced to the character of Romeo in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Is there like he was sleeping in a tree last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think my friend Dax helped me get out of the tree. Nice. It was one of those things. But yeah. Since then, never wanted to drink vodka, even when we were like, because we. I mean, I drank a lot till up till like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, never was into it ever after that. And like just the smell of it. Yep. It's like, oh, because sometimes you like I cook with it or mix stuff with yeah. it. Yeah. It's just like, oh, no. Which is the weirdest thing because I'm a, I'm a gin guy. I really like gin, but there's something specific. I, I'm sure it's just that experience. That I sure. could drink gin and tonics, no problem. Because mm-hmm. I did for like a while. It's like, no way, dude. Vodka. But then vodka, I'm just but like, absolutely not. Vodka, I could drink in a Bloody Mary. Right, that makes sense. And it's, way, I, it's yeah. I think I can consume that, which is why I would smell it when I was making Bloody Marys, and be like, right. Whoa, I can't believe I'm, I like this. But if someone surprises me, I'll be like, mm, tomato soup. Yeah, and then I'm drunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how you uh, crowdfund a and web series. And that's how you crowdfund a web series. <laughs> that's all the work that goes. See, into I really series. needed to know that because I, 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 I'm going to be need doing that. So uh, glad I learned all of that information. Yeah. Uh, build up your tolerance now if you're playing yeah. a web series. Yeah, if you are a junior high kid, uh, go find okay, a trailer buddy. park and a Sharpie marker and start crowdsourcing. Our producers are just like, we put in so much work and your pitch was, here's why I don't drink vodka anymore. Which sprang my story, which was too long. <laughs> um, so is this uh, is this currently in production then? The, or what, what was it called again? The taxi it's cab? It's called Fictional Fair. Fictional Fair. Oh, like fair. Is like yep. a taxi. Fictional fair. I love the fucking play on words, man. <laughs> love a goddamn play on words. Do you have much to do with the uh, like building of the crowdfunding, or because you have the two badass producers? Or they I mean, yes, it's uh, it's very yeah. It's the whole. It it takes a village uh, yeah. because you have to come up with perks. Uh, levels. Mm-hmm. What people would be, and that's what's interesting is like, what would people be interesting? What can we? Like, our mindset when we were putting it together was, how can we say thank you for supporting our project? Sure. And I know that, like, there's probably some uh, mindset or school of thought that's like, you will sign a thing and send it to you, and you're lucky that you get a headshot from this person. We're like, that's gross. That's not how we think. It was really just like, if you're helping us out with, like, 20 bucks, like, how can we mm-hmm. give you the coolest thing possible? Right, right, right. And still, like, make, make it your money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, you're funding the project. Yeah. You're making it happen. We need to make sure it happens. But also, we want to give you something cool. So, like, we have, like, these bookmarks um, that we love. And then, as well as air fresheners. Oh, that's the, fun. And so, it goes yeah. in your car, and it's, yeah. like, the covers of books. And then the fun thing about that is, what does, for example, Pride and Prejudice smell like? Because they're like customizable scents that will be sorrow, fun. right? It's, yeah, a lot of waiting. Yeah, uh, 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 fuming at a fireplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Over yeah. the span of five years. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just got back from the West Indies for <laughs> sense and sensibility, but it's uh, so that whole process is really interesting because it's like how can we cater? Not essentially cater, but like how can we? create this experience of thank you mm-hmm. and then from that also it the second you hit the ground running it's also like how do we get the word out is really interesting yeah and i'm a very this is a whole new world for me because even though i'm at this point in like an internet grandpa i am still so kitchen sink and like that's my aesthetic that's what i love 
and my budgets for movies are like 20 bucks. Right. Like, how can we just do this in a backyard? Yeah. And that's what I love, and it's like so fun. And when I found out that you can make movies on phones and stuff, it's like, well, now we gotta just do a noir and like we'll just do it black and white in the end or like you know shoot it in black and white on the phone we'll just put all the soundtrack in later it's a voiceover it looks super grainy because we shot it at night and stuff and this is it like this is all this is the kind of stuff that i like and i absorb Mm -hmm. uh and i and this is like a thing where now we're just like we're getting all these incredible actors like getting involved we're putting this out we're figuring out ways to get people to talk about it and generate like content around it sure so it's, it's interesting. It's like yeah, a huge yeah, yeah. whole new step uh, in terms of like how to make stuff. That's very cool. So, because I grew up in the school of like my background is like the clerks thing where it's like get a camera somewhere and just see, do it and just do it. Yeah. 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 I love that. So this is very exciting and very, very new. But I'm also happy to uh, bring my background as well to it. So it's not just like, here's like the internet way of doing the thing. Sure, sure. I'm still in the back being shady of just like, and how do we yeah. <laughs> save money? And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like we've got, um, my dad is an engineer and he was working with a camera company. And so I drove up to the Bay Area and I was like, hey, you guys do like dash cam stuff. Can we grab a few of those and, you know, shoot with those and then have a thing where, like, now you have, like, a series that's, you know, associated with your product. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. So this is, like, the the rigging company that makes the camera rigs for dash cams? They're, yeah, okay. so they're, they're called Revel. They're super, super dope uh-huh. because they're, it's nuts. They have a bunch of stuff where you, you can edit the stuff on your phone, but it's, you don't have to keep the footage on your phone. It's oh. stored in the camera, but it's communicating with the camera. Oh, that's nice. And also... If oh, you so just... your phone is basically like a like a Bluetooth monitor for exactly. you to watch? Okay. Oh, Video Village is your phone. That's wonder, pretty cool. I wonder how uh, much lag there is. Have, uh, do you do it? I played with it, yeah, yeah. And it's almost seamless. That's like it's uh, awesome. It's wow. so quick. And then you can pull out... And then they also have... It's really... We're kind of the first folks to play with it in a narrative format. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is... They, you can set these interesting little AI tags where it's like if someone smiles or laughs, it'll automatically just pull those. So if you're like doing a road trip and it's running for 40 minutes, anytime you guys laugh, it's like, oh, that was a point of interest. And then we'll like cut together a clip of like every time you guys laughed. Huh. That's spooky, but cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if person of interest was about a road trip. (laughs) Yeah. And not like let's track criminals. Like let's use that technology for just three friends. We're tra- <laughs> we're tracking the good times. Exactly, we're tracking the good times. Yeah, person of interest. It's us, brah. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, when will this technology be applied to the Saturdays are for the boys movement? That's what I want. Yeah, you know, like because the boys. They they need to get all the good times I agree. Uh, up on YouTube so I can watch more Saturdays yeah. are for the boys videos. Well, you're gonna get a lot more MTV's ridiculousness if that. Happens. <laughs> so, uh, I think we had like a whole like episodes of Saturdays are for the boys. It's I just got into it and I fucking love it. You know, mm-hmm. with all of these fucking feminists running around <laughs> encouraging people to vote. And you know, I like, just want to see some ooh, people talking. Yeah, man, people talking about immigration and shit. Cart. Yeah, dude, fucking flip that golf cart, bro. Yeah. Saturdays 
are for the boys. Drink a beer while you're doing it. Yep. <laughs> Let's get back to the good times. That's right. The Saturday. Let's make America great again. <laughs> for the boys. <laughs> it was literally the demographic that uh, is having a, re- a return to the good times. Well, yeah. Is the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, that sounds pretty amazing. So what uh, part of... Um, the, the web series are you guys in? Are you still in production? Are you in post? Are... We've got all the scripts locked down. Okay. We've got everyone agreed to... It's so formal. Uh, we've we've talked to all the actors. Okay. Um, so they're all in. So everything's set. It's pretty much just raising the money, mm-hmm. uh, running our campaign, getting the word out. How long does the campaign run? Runs for a month. Month. And so it'll be... I forget where our exact end date is, but mm-hmm. it'll be going into March. Which is very exciting. Oh, uh, yeah, we could. Yeah, Zane just pointed at me, suggesting that we push this episode to uh, coincide Ooh, with so the end be... of your campaign. So we'll push you forward. Oh, great! Well, so it's, can... it's wrapping up, guys. So <laughs> visit tinyurl.com/fictionalfairs as soon as possible. I There's think... only three days left to donate. Maybe, <laughs> depending on what day that falls on. We're gonna do this next week, so that way it's out before the end of the campaign. Her. That's a good we'll idea. Share it around before that. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, it sounds like a really fun project. Are you going to be behind the camera and in front of it? Because I've seen you do acting. I've seen you Thank be you. a personality. Yeah. You have a multitude of uh, hysterical podcasts. But is this like strictly directing or are you going to act as well? Uh, I will have a cameo. Okay. And so we're saving that as a little teaser, I believe... Uh, as to, we might have had like one image go out, but okay. I'm gonna, I'll keep it close to the chest. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I'm very glad to say, not typecast, because <laughs> they could so easily be that. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, a gentleman of Indian descent in a yeah. show about a taxi cab. Although, I don't yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just pushed him out of the way, <laughs> and just like James, you've driven enough. Yeah, let me uh, put a beaded backrest on yeah. here. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to be a throwaway gag from the movie Men in Black. Like, that's... <laughs> one or two? Or three? Uh, the, the, I think that gag is in the first one. Okay. The beaded back. The beaded? Guy. The one where it throws out. Yeah, where um, fucking... Uh... Timothy... No, no, Timothy Oliphant? No. No, no, no. Uh, it's... Um... Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's right. Yeah. The great. Um... So when you're watching that as a kid, do, does your dad just go like, what the fuck? Or because you, are you watching that with your dad, I assume? So... Are you in terms of like racial representation with my folks? Yeah, this is what's so interesting about. Uh, it's maybe a little bit different with my mom, maybe because she like works in like the community center school system stuff. So I feel like her vocabulary is a little more like she goes like sensitivity training seminars and stuff. So I think every so often she gets that, but she's still very like whatever. Mm-hmm. My, I don't know exactly how to phrase this i know how i could say it around you guys but throwing this out into the internet i don't know if i'd want to say i don't even know if i should have brought it up (laughs) Uh, no 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 no. i this is the important conversations we have to have uh and that people have to listen to you have to listen to this episode (laughs) if you don't listen to this episode racist yeah Yeah. enjoy your saturday bro yeah (laughs) because it's for you go flip your golf cart oh we'll be waiting do a (laughs) <laughs> fucking beer bong backflip for all I, I care. I say beer bong barrel roll. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Yep. Really a Star Fox 64. <laughs> Do a beer bong barrel roll. That was tough to I say. I'm really proud of you. First try. It. First take. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, you were saying. I will put it this way. 
and this is, and I, and I, I don't want to paint with a huge brush. Sure. But uh, it's always hard for me to have conversations with people like, and I'm sure your parents are like really upset about this stuff. Mm-hmm. My dad, there was something that happened in France, and my dad was like, that community needs to keep track of the people, or something like, they need to keep track of the people in their community. And I turned and looked to him, this European brown Muslim man, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's you, though. <laughs> like, that's you. It's like, I don't live in France. Right, and yeah. <laughs> and he was like, they really need to get, they need to keep an eye on their community. And I was like, but, but yeah. is, is that us? Like, and I, uh, and it's a less extent with my mom, but that is the experience that I've had. And mm-hmm. also with my friends, where it's not like, uh, it's to me, it's, a, it's not like a spike lee movie where it's like let's join together let's do it it is like especially in the south asian community i've noticed that it is a little like fissured and broken out mm-hmm. where this is an interesting way to put it i don't know if we would have as a community a black panther movie and it would have that effect because okay. i don't know how many people would go well one we have so many movies coming out of like mainland stuff anyway so it's not like finally we get to see a bunch of indian you know and brown and pakistani people on screen mm-hmm. that's a movie theater and you know it probably in culver city uh right, but right, right, right. Uh, yeah, just the one of the amcs down the street always has that kind of stuff. exactly yeah. yeah so it's not yeah like it's not like it's on a stretch for us we're just like oh we want to see ourselves in good light yeah we have that <laughs> but not, not in that like, but not in the american right. in the american mm-hmm. context is, like, i suppose kind of taken i mean movies are like america movies yeah like it's such a different thing but it's like it's it's, especially my dad's generation i feel like i'm like i want to see myself represented on screen and that's important to me and i want i want other people to see themselves represented on screen yeah and it's important to me to have uh queer characters in roles that aren't specifically just like catering to a queer specific narrative uh non-binary characters i want to see more muslim women on Mm -hmm. screen that aren't like sort of like oh isn't it so hard like them just kicking ass my dad when i'm just like wouldn't you like to see yourself represented on screen my dad's like yeah i already had in die hard like what who in Die Hard are you John relating McClane? to? And he's like, yeah, of course, John McClane. And I'm like, you're not John McClane, Dad. He's <laughs> like, I'm fucking John McClane. But in McClane. My, my dad's head, that's the thing where he's just like, no, I'm like a Bruce Willis. Like, that's why I like these movies, that's like Gladiator awesome. and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, But yeah, as, yeah. A, as someone who has a degree in film, that's not how everyone's... Like, that's, right, right, right. But right. I get, it's hard for me to be like, which is the progressive stance where my dad's just like, yeah, I'm in Gladiator. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess you're... Maybe I'm racist. He's, <laughs> he's right. He is right. But yeah. at the same time, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, you want, like, you want to see it, like, for real. Yeah. Whereas, like, he can... He he grew up in a time where you had... That's how it had to be. And I think it's a little... Which bit, is kind of good. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting... No, it, it's not good. <laughs> it's but it's like, good. But, like, I mean... Well, saying, all they like, want people. My son loves fucking... Is going to love Black Panther. He hasn't even seen it yet. He's like, I can't wait mm-hmm. to see it or whatever. And that's dope that he's going to be like, I'm going to be like Black Panther. I'm going to be Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but you know, it's cool that your dad's able to get past that even pr- probably harder for him to get past that because he's had to put up with whatever. Or, yeah. yeah. And I think it's a, it's, I think it's a weird thing where he, it, in his world, everything is kind of fine in that way. Cause he sees like Blade Runner and he's just like, cool. I feel like I, I feel like the character I related to is pretty dope in that movie. (laughs) You know? And then I'm just like, well, you know that's not how, like, the rest of the world feels. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, like, everyone else but you, but I'm like, but there are people who would like to see that character portrayed in different aspects from different cultural perspectives. And 
for my dad, he's like, okay, but I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I paid my 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I want, like, I don't want it. The conversation doesn't have to go outside of my mind. I paid my 12 bucks. Here's how I watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's an interesting thing, especially with that generation. We'll all go home and just be like, but isn't it like a big deal that this is? He's like, not really. I saw Blade Runner. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I guess in your mind, yeah, I guess it, I guess the other thing is not a huge deal, where it's like, mm-hmm. there's a brown character, like, that was a hero in 24. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I agree with him sometimes, though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want there to be a big deal about everything all the time, but I do want, like, equal opportunity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, like, I'm seeing it happen, so. Yeah. Not and, as huge as it could, but it is, and, and it I, will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I don't think that I'm getting, per se, like, more conservative or, like, leaning back to, like, a 1950s mentality or whatever, but I do feel like the older I get, the more I am trying to get to that point where I'm just like, let's all just chill out. Whereas, yeah. like, my youngest brother is now in the heat of just, like, everything is a hill for us to talk about. And, like, yeah. everything can be a soapbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I've rushed through that so much in my lower 20s that now I'm just like, cool, but also if we're all just hanging out and this stuff never comes up, that's a little bit the dream. Sure. And if it does come up, everyone's just like, dope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a good point. I think age 14 to 23 is a perfect time to be pissed off about literally everything <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Um, it, it's a... I feel like I found that again, and it's really, it's really <laughs> well, weird. They, they fucking made us. Because they I, fucking like, made us yeah. be pissed off again. At twenty, I was happy for eight years, Dude, and they fucking, they fucking made me be pissed off again. At age twenty-two, I like found like a chill, and mm-hmm. I was like very chill for a while. Just yeah. chill, man. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, all the time, and mm-hmm. now I'm just like I feel like I'm fourteen again, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know what's going on, and I'm pissed off at my parents. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude! I, we, <laughs> we were thrown back into the yeah. fray, weren't we? Yeah. I have a screen grab of a text that Zane sent me a day after the election results, and sometimes I just fucking look at it, and it's just a fucking a rant about mm. how he wants to make content for, like, 14-year-old kids like he used to watch when fucking Bush got elected and we were fucking went into the fucking Middle East to mm-hmm. start a forever war and shit like that. And just fucking angry, pissed off kids who don't really know what's going on but know that it fucking sucks. Yeah. And just like fucking weird, pissed off, like quasi-political content for children is like... Because I remember that. Yeah. Like, fucking I, I, Green Day More specifically, like, the albums, like, Rock, Out, Rock Against Bush and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, I was a kid and I didn't get it at yeah. all. Even though you anti-flag. want to talk about it, so, like, uh, kids will bring it up to you. Like, I remember getting made fun of it for, like, liking Green Day. And they were like, you don't know shit about Bush or whatever. And I knew, like, enough that, because my sister's very smart and very mm-hmm. political. Mm-hmm. So, like, I hear her rant about it all the time. So she, I would always just repeat her shit at these people sure. and not even understand it, but just be like, I know shit, fuck you. That was an interesting uh, argument that was thrown. I remember, like, one time one of my buddies and I were just talking about how we were kind of unhappy with the administration back in the day. And this kid ran up. We were in San Diego at the time, and this dude ran up. Uh, and just yelled in our faces you know the reason you don't like bush is because you don't know dick about him and ran away and i was just like yeah here's the thing though if you were gonna convince me with rhetoric (laughs) 
after you don't plus. Ru- you don't run away after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't rush up. Get, like it would just be like a thing where it's just like, listen though, here's the benefit that this is created. Or like yeah. even like sometimes I get into arguments and people are just like if they're going off the handle and getting really upset, I'm just like, but do you remember like he poured a lot of money into AIDS, like and you know AIDS research sure. and like if fighting AIDS research. Mm-hmm. So there's like a thing, and here's like yeah. some stuff we can point to, and yeah. like he said this about like especially now in this world like. He was a guy that was just like, well, let's, you know, Muslim people also have God, so let's not try to destroy. Right, 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 right. Gra- granted, the war was doing a pretty effective job of going against that, but yeah, um, there are things to say. One of them is not, hey, dumbass, <laughs> we don't know anything. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I got that all the time because mm-hmm. I'm, fr- I'm from the woods. But <laughs> my family's actually Democrat. Besides my dad, mm-hmm. who is the one you would think should be the most important <laughs> in the prison system forever. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Fucking Clinton's the one who gave him the fucking mandatory minimums. So uh, he can fucking thank the Democrats for... Yeah. That. I'm sure my uncle has said that to him plenty of times. <laughs> but uh, anyway... Clinton's like, the one who did that but shit. Like, yeah, I, I remember I'm so lame. I never wanted to ever tell anyone this. But I had a swastika on my um, snare drum that, said, that also said Bush... And uh, I would just get... That's subversive. People would... Well, because, like, the Green Day, this whole thing was, like, how he was a Hitler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, totally, dude. And then I, like, looked into it a little bit. I was like, kind of. I kind of see it. (laughs) So I'm going to go with it. But, yeah, I would get in arguments with people all the time about it. And that's when the stuff about my... Like, I would just have my sister's knowledge to throw at people that I didn't know anything about. Was mainly because of that snare drum, but also like wearing certain clothes at school mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, it was a thing. I mean, I grew up in. Well, it's interesting because I guess it's odd in the Bay Area where it's a little tricky because I think a lot of it doesn't run along racial lines, but more of like class lines or or income lines. Oh yeah, yeah. Where I had a lot of buddies who were just because their folks were rich were just like, yeah, we love Bush, and I'm like, you know, he doesn't feel the same way about you though right like uh, from what or at least like dick cheney definitely doesn't feel the same way about you right right my dad just had just like at this time where i'm like super into green day Mm -hmm. and like care about stuff my dad just got out of prison and was doing very well Mm -hmm. but not like republican well so it's like who are you to support this guy you dumb ass like what are you talking about that's why i literally like started trying to learn about it because i just wanted to like argue with my dad about it all Uh, the time it's like what are you talking i love that i love that idea of having like the fucking high water benchmark of doing republican well one day yeah yeah god what a fucking dream (laughs) it is such that has to be like something they they're concerned about right like they're just like trickle down theory has to stick around or this is oh. going to be balls. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the fucking the trickle right, down is the trickle down is a perfect trick, system trickle. because you get to control the fucking mm-hmm. flow of the trickle. So you just fucking you crank that little valve. Dude, you I hate that I talk trickle. about politics now. Yeah, Trump just ruined my life. <laughs> I, I used to not have to give a shit about anything. The most political. I, mean, I still cared a little bit. It's like yeah, yeah, I used to. The most political I think I used to get. Uh, like a few years ago, was just was honestly just like, hey, remember that tribe lyric that was like pretty edgy, like and then like, oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope, and like that's like it, like that was like we were at a place where we we're just like, oh, that's pretty crazy, or like mm-hmm. you read this thing and it's like that person's nuts, and yeah. now it's just like that's this is like a survival tactic, is like I gotta read every newspaper mm-hmm. to like know what's going Dude, on. Dude, yeah, I well, I mean, I just get I hear about it so much at work, mm-hmm. like it's so mm-hmm. talked about, it's like whatever, but um, 
I don't, I don't even hate, like, most of my hate for him isn't even political. It's, like, I, like, I definitely political. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, like, he is everything I've always hated. And it sucks <laughs> yeah. to see him get to do what he wants and say what he wants. I just, like, fuck you, dude. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a hard pill to swallow to, to just feel fucking bamboozled. Yeah. <laughs> and this dude fucking it's like he's gonna pull off his trump mask and be ashton kutcher underneath <laughs> at the end of his fucking term and it's know. like i've fucking got you guys yeah all right let's open up the borders again yeah <laughs> everyone can come back oh did you die in your home country in oh, those last well, oh my bad took her hat on yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just hope i don't die I don't want to die. Should it's... we shift into mortality now? No, no, no. I just, because of him, if I die because of him, I will be so upset. It is such a crazy thought. It is such a crazy time to have that thought. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's so odd. Like, I remember just after the election, that was a thing that, like, crossed my mind where I was like, should I not walk to the rest like you know like mm-hmm. i don't know what's gonna happen now and it wasn't even a thing where some people were like oh it's overactive it wasn't like there was like a there were some people fear. who were like super stoked and, and granted uh, uh not granted i want people to keep in mind if for any reason you're just like really like that's your reaction there was also at the same time and i'm not saying it was directly associated but at the same time this is the world we were living in there were clowns running around with knives so it's not a crazy thought there's to be like schools, there's so many school students. It's just like there's a lot going on. You can't my, be my yeah. son's in about to be in middle school. My brother is in high school. It's like fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, 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 yeah. man. I uh my mom's a uh nurse in a school. And so it's like anytime like I get a call from like a number that's in my area code but I don't recognize it, I'm just mm-hmm. like for, like for a second, if I'm being honest, I'm just like okay let's answer this one and then they're just like hi we're like a, a spam thing this is the irs calling and for 59 dollars well like i'm like no that's okay thank god yeah <laughs> Dude, but it's yeah. so weird it, it's, it's, it's weird like world. living with a fucking gun to your head yeah metaphorically but i also don't like waking but, up and like seeing a gun shooting thing and mm-hmm. then it just being like oh no i can't because yes. i caught yeah. myself doing that be like oh yeah another one i'm not gonna read this one I'm like mm-hmm. no you are gonna read it because what are you talking about yeah. but it's like Fuck, my brain is already there. I'm already like, yeah, it's weird. After the the most recent in- well, most recent when this comes out, it will not be the most yeah, recent incident. That's right, yeah. Um, but the the Florida shooting, um, my friend like made sort of a like offhand joke about school shootings, and it was like, it, it wasn't entirely distasteful, especially because of how desensitized we've become mm-hmm. to it. But I just was sort of like, ah, too soon. And he goes, no, too early. Because it's like, oh yeah, that was yeah. too early for the fucking next one uh-huh. that is inevitably fucking. I didn't coming. hear the joke, but I agree with him. No, it's like <laughs> also like, like my brother was making school like yeah. high schoolers. I was I was talking to him about it. Like, what's up? Are there kids? And if there are those kids, do you guys talk about it? Do you point them out? Is it weird? Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about it, and it is weird. And it's like, but he was making jokes about it, so I felt good to make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. But like, if. His jokes were, like, pretty dark. And he's like, yeah, this is, like, my school baseball team chat right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's the kid that they think it would be. And that kid has even said, like, if I do shoot up to school, you're going for, you know, crazy shit. She's like, what? In the same school, like, one of the guys just got, that coach just got fired. No, no, a librarian got fired for child pornography. Yeah. It's like, there's so much. <laughs> what is the world, man? <laughs> it is so... 
Here's a thing I'd like to throw out on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, this got weird. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. This, uh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really weird, weird, but like, I know we're talking about your web series. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all, it's very like the, it, it does have, uh, like, it's it's a very cute uh, uh, web series. And like, the, just the, the idea of it mm-hmm. and like the music and the sound and the visual, it is, but... It, these are the conversations that we have, like, in our meetings, and, and, like, the show is consciously diverse, not just on the surface of, like, let's make sure everyone is, like, represented so we can have, like, a spectrum on our picture yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a thing of, like, let's talk about some deep issues mm-hmm. that, like, like I don't want to... Like, for example, we have a Sleeping Beauty episode, you know? And, like, that's... Yeah, that's a, a narrative. Yeah, and that's, like, a thing that we're just, like, this is going to be crazy, but, like, right now, this is, st- like, let's just talk about it. Let's just, yeah. like, do it. Because also, I feel like everyone's also, for, I feel like for a while we shut down and we were just, like, let's try to just get through. And people, like, I would see comments on Twitter and stuff like that on people who are streaming or making YouTube videos or whatever that was just, like, hey, don't talk about serious stuff. Can you just keep it to comedy or whatever? And I think now we're starting to get, finally, we can deal and there's Dude. enough conversation. We're like, let's do it. Let's have these conversations. Let's bring mm-hmm. it out. I feel like just like two weeks ago, I felt that way. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like, for for very specifically, I we me and my band are we're recording an album, and there's a song that we have that I don't want to put on the or I didn't want to put on the album. Mm-hmm. It's just called Fuck ISIS. It's uh-huh. it's got, got a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, and it's pretty fucked up. Like some of the jokes are pretty fucked up, but in like a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I like it, and we love playing live, and we played it first like time in New York or whatever because it was like. That's the city we mm-hmm. should do, you know, whatever. And then I was like, you know, I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. Uh, I have family, all this other stuff. And then I fucking found these guys, the Safty brothers. They're these two directors I'm obsessed with now mm-hmm. because this older, more jaded man than me <laughs> that I worked with was like, these are the shit. These guys are the shit. So I went and watched their movie, Good Time. I'm telling everyone on the podcast, go watch this movie. It's but so it's fucking up. gnarly. It's and it's so like gnarly. It's about a life that I, like, have been in, you uh-huh. know, like, like, with, like, kind of shit fucked up people and stuff. And uh, it's just like, whoa, dude. And it's, like, fast-paced. And then I watched, started watching all their interviews. And one of the brothers has, like, this fuck Nazis pin and mm-hmm. then fuck ISIS pin on. And he starts talking shit about all this stuff. Like, this stuff has to still be done. Like, yeah. You, you have to still do this mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. And he was talking about the French people that died. And mm-hmm. I have, like, a... Uh, <clears throat> Charlie Hibdo shirt, you know, mm-hmm. because of all that or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, okay, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. But like that, after that, that movie made me feel better to just be like, yeah, fuck, you can still, yeah, I'm not, don't need to tuck my tail and like hide or, yeah. or whatever the fuck I'm trying to. I don't know what it is. Well, because I remember when uh, you guys wrote that song and we we were working on the concept for the music video for it yeah it was right when the fucking animators in france were killed Mm -hmm. and the whole gag was we weren't going to depict uh muhammad Mm -hmm. we were going to have someone in a mocap suit in the video so fans could depict right muhammad themselves we couldn't nobody would uh we couldn't get Get an animator animator to do it of course yeah yeah yeah. and so it's jesus and muhammad getting a wrestling match or whatever Uh so it would have been jesus just fighting emotion caption right right but then we were like fucking talking about it and it got very grim and very dark and we were like man fucking isis very well could be in la Mm -hmm. right now and we could be getting coffee after releasing this fucking video and get fucking smashed and stabbed yeah and my fear yeah i wasn't like i think it's gonna go viral and then they'll see it i was like no you could just like just 
somebody can see it and send it to somebody. And Someone's looking it. for it. They send and then, Google then alert. they'll yeah. make it a bigger deal because they'll be like, you do this shit, we murder you. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's I, what I was just like legitimately scared. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird because I think it was, I mean, and this is speaking from a place of privilege, obviously, mm-hmm. but that was the first time I remember like having that conversation of like, if we do this, will we be in danger? Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, that's like a legitimate feeling that people all over the world have all the time. But yeah, yeah. My, my partner Chris, is he's never been like, he's like, no, we do it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's a Marine and all mm-hmm. stuff, so obviously. But yeah, it was like fucking scary. I was like, dude, I got a kid. I don't know. You yeah. Because like, it's like a Voldemorty situation where you're just yeah. like, if I, let, let's not say it. Like then we just yeah. don't conjure it. Like we don't. And it, it is totally that. Though, right? Too. Yeah. Back to Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. We folded it up. We had to go to ISIS first. But we <laughs> But yeah, it's totally, I totally agree where like, uh, and I feel like that conversation is now starting to be a thing where like, for a while, I remember like an improv coach uh, who we would sometimes burn, like we would like stay like 30 minutes afterwards when we were just like, it was uh, around the time that like the punch Nazis was like Mm -hmm. a maybe thing. Yeah. And we're like, no, 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 no. We, we went to war. Like we as Americans, I am I'm violent. Like it, to my core, I like violence is okay mm-hmm. sometimes. In my opinion, fuck yeah, punch Nazis, kill ISIS, kill yeah, them. yeah, it's murder like, them. Very, it's very like to me the math is easy. Yeah, no prison time for them. They die. You know when people are just like, uh, should Batman kill the Joker? In my mind, I'm just like, oh, but like Mark Hamill's. You know, like I have like a little thing where I'm just yeah. like, but like it's a cartoon. It's like a comic. But then you're just like, but what if the Joker was real and was a terrorist group? Like, oh no, then yeah. yes. Yeah. Like, then if there's it's no for my entertainment. <laughs> yeah, kill him. Yeah, and this this I mean, you wife see, isn't for my. I don't. I will I, watch movies for that. I don't want it to happen for real. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking be difficult about this, <laughs> but I am uh, a pacifist. And I believe in criminal justice uh, reform across the board. So what we need to do is fucking fix the atrocious conditions in Arkham Asylum. And that's true. We need to make sure a that they can't keep escaping. This yeah. fucking rogues gallery is all over the fucking map. They cannot keep these people in. There's corruption across the board. Half the fucking doctors at Arkham Asylum end up becoming fucking villains themselves. Yes. So we need to fucking look at the system that we're putting our faith in, and that's how we fucking save Gotham City. I. But sometimes you need a Batman to go kill ISIS, though. <laughs> <laughs> because you I mean, c- Batman v ISIS is like some fucking. Frank Miller. Oh, so <laughs> goddamn good. Up, Superman beat up the the white supremacy, the not not neo Nazis. Mm-hmm. Or I guess they weren't even neo Nazis. They were just straight not Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. they're neo Nazis, but they were the KKK then. It's like that stuff is like I think that I don't know. It's like a conversation. I don't know exactly how to phrase it, except for I am for sure okay with stopping hate groups. <laughs> and I don't think that's an extreme stance to have. <laughs> Not really. Well, like, our whole nation says kill ISIS, so I think I'm okay to right, say yeah. fucking murder ISIS. But, like, for real, though. Because I, mean, I think there is, like, an implication that it, that might enter your brain where you're like, this might, like, this might enter into... Like, it's also, the guys, I've seen a few people who are talking about, like, the NRA spokesperson stuff where it's like, is this internalized misogyny like is this like am i feeding it's like racism like with isis and stuff it's like you know they're mostly killing brown people mm-hmm. so it would be a 
great boon to you know like yeah. to a, the world. What a score to, for brown people yeah. to get rid of ISIS. And I think I was rewatching Iron Man, the first Iron Man film the other night, mm-hmm. and I love the scene where like he's in. I think it's like, at that point Mach Two suit where he flies and he's taking out like the ring, the seven ring folk or whatever that are like there, like trying yeah. to use all the Stark tech. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm gonna take away all my weapons. I'm gonna take down a few of these fools that are about to kill all these villagers, mm-hmm. and then this one dude. I'm just not even. I'm just gonna be like, uh, and here you go. You can serve your justice to him. I'm gonna fly out. And watching that, I was like, pretty cool message. Like, <laughs> pretty cool foot that for Marvel to start. Man, on. <laughs> that first Iron Man is one of my favorite of the Marvel movies. If I still don't like the bad guy in it, it's still like my same issue with right. every one of them. But that, like, for the most part, that movie is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Potts is. <clears throat> Not doing the most. They definitely upgraded Pepper Potts as time went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, was it the same casting? The whole time? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it was like always uh, just her character. Is very old, the old GP. Yeah, okay. and I haven't seen that in a while, but I remember really liking it. It's like, and I just really appreciated the how it was played. Like, there's a whole thing in that as well to throw in my like film degree here, where it's there's a conversation that Rose has a little bit before where he's like. I think, I believe in manned aircrafts, which is pretty daring for that time because it was like drone-tastic. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I believe it helps to have a guy uh, or a, a human being making the call. Yeah. And then when you have a whole movie about like Tony Stark has a heart and like he has to learn how to care about people and not just sell weapons of death, that's like a huge element of the movie. Mm-hmm. The, his heart, which is like his superpower, I guess, is not just like his brains. The, what makes him a hero is that he learns to care. His heart powers the suit. So now he's landed in this town, and his suit that's powered by his heart is looking and evaluating who do I attack, who do I not. So it's not even like, this is what bad people look like, this is what good people look like. It's, I need to evaluate on like a person-by-person basis. His mm-hmm. suit does it, takes out a handful of bad guys, then grabs this bad guy that he was personally injured by, and then goes... This is more of a you guys thing, though, because you're all being affected by it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and take away all my missiles that happen to be here. The complexity of that sequence. Right. And then by the time we get to uh, Civil War, his evolution of yeah. viewing uh, international <laughs> politics and, you know, being the police of mm-hmm. the world, uh, I think evolves if not drastically changes through his own personal lens of experience of doing that i wanted to see more alcoholism though i thought that was what iron man 2 was gonna be about Mm. and then they were just like they said it was gonna be about that and then it was that twist where it's like the suit's making you sick and i was like is alcohol the suit like i thought like just have him piss drunk yeah iron man 2 was a fucking and then they were like oh he's eating a lot of donuts or something i was like no he's not i know what this i know i need this character (laughs) come on yeah that was an odd choice (laughs) but i guess someone at disney paramount might have been like no. Yeah. Guys, I just realized we're at an hour and 21 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and we talked about half of one of our <laughs> <Omar's> projects. <laughs> but that's the thing. So you have, I was trying to like, uh, like bang them out real quick before we started. Because you do like, you're, uh, you got your hands in so many fucking pots. Um, we're already doing a long episode, so why don't you just fucking spitfire or something? Yeah. Uh, thank you for questing. Uh, Two Broke Geeks. Uh, what are the other ones? Oh, uh, uh, 
uh, what is the uh, Sunnydale? Um, oh, Sunnydale Study, study group. group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Sunnydale Study Group? It is a Buffy podcast that's host that I co-host with Chris Permonte, who is also on the Buffy RPG mm-hmm. over at Hyper RPG. So you continue to do this Buffy RPG? Uh, no. So actually, no although it might start to get, we close that story out uh, on at Hyper RPG, but we might start to incorporate that because we took a long break. Uh, since this is, I, I'm just having such a great time with you guys. No, we can and so, uh We don't I, have like a specific time limit. Oh, per- yeah. I'll just bleed a little bit more out of my heart. Really yeah, quick. do it, man. We took a break uh, to assess how we felt with the Joss Whedon stuff mm-hmm. in terms of like, what does Buffy mean to us now? And like, because it was also a thing where we, you know, Chris was just like, Joss is a god. Mm-hmm. And then you find out stuff about these people that you associate so highly. Wait, did he have a thing? So he was very... There's a few levels to it. Uh, one was that he was super emotionally abusive to his wife in terms of, like, uh, being a Hollywood, Hollywood guy. And then the way he just phrased it, he also, like, sort of... The way Kai Cole addressed it in her letter, which you can read, and I highly recommend everyone checks it out, mm-hmm. is that uh, he used their marriage as a shield to justify a lot of his like feminist credentials that he was getting credit for oh uh, yeah and so i think that there was a necessary shift we needed a necessary shift away from him as a feminist icon in that conversation i that didn't sense. know he was a feminist icon the year ahead of the game i've never been a huge fan <laughs> i'm not like as obsessed with him as a like, mm-hmm. well because like I, I got into buffy lad two years ago Mm. And I didn't even know it was Josh Whedon the whole time I was watching it. Then there, you're, uh, then you're <laughs> no. set. And I think that's the thing. Like if you're, if you watch the show and you're like, this is a Buffy show, yeah. Then there's other stuff to talk about, like white feminism and everything within that context, and just like she's a pretty well off person. And then there's other characters that become sort of villains, and we can have that conversation. But there was a main thing where we were just like, let's break for a hot second, process our thoughts and feelings. So we'll be hopping back into the podcast pretty soon. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Because I guess you are like the thing you do is directly connected to Josh Whedon. Jo- yeah, Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting to like to. Yeah, it weird, is, and weird. I think that like also like lots of times in the podcast too, we were just like, "This is a brilliant thing that Josh did" and stuff like that, and we were sure. like so in that. And now it's important to be like, "And this is a really crazy thing that Marty Noxon did," and was probably dealing with a bunch of like gross stuff at Fox at the time, and was able to like knock it out and everything. Yeah. Um, and I know I've met Jane Espenson a few times, um, and she is a solid, solid, solid human being. So it would be. I think interesting for us to go a little bit more in that direction and explore what does this mean but also Chris and I were discussing and I know that this isn't the most important story in the entire world right now mm-hmm. but two guys that love Buffy that are now in a society that is shifting and not in terms of like and where do we fit in but like how what's the best way we can do things we're gonna mess up how is that okay and I think that's a conversation that's not uh, maybe the highest priority stuff to talk about but it's a thing that's going on yeah Yeah. and And it's it's a story we can report from right and to be entrenched or um commenting on the subculture Mm -hmm. it's important to know like yes in context is it as important as fucking drone strikes or whether or not tony stark (laughs) will sign the fucking uh you know armistice or whatever thank you yeah yeah um but it's relevant to your subculture it's relevant to your fandom which is what your product is based on yeah exactly so it would be um 
Uh, irresponsible is too big a word, but mm-hmm. it would be almost a missed opportunity to not reflect on how it affects exactly, your yeah. fandom itself and that sort of thing. Because it is, yeah, it's an interesting of like where, like if this is like a was a keystone of our identity mm. with this stuff and how we felt responsible and interacted with people, like what does that change and everything? Sure. So we'll explore that. And I mean, the, it's kind of, I mean, everything has to be talked about. Yeah. Sometimes I feel guilty for being on here talking about movies or just like <laughs> anything, and I'm just like, well, no one wants to hear it. We're, fucking shut up. That's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything needs to be talked about. Why not? And that needs to be talked about. Also, we're not. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to throw it in anyone's face. But people still. our ages have a lot of things that we grew up thinking that are very wrong, and we like yeah. need to reflect on them, kind of in a way. Too much nostalgia is happening, but at the same time, it's like if you can use nostalgia to fix problems that are happening right fucking now. Then yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, do it, yeah. Dude. Totally agree. Which is like, like you know, like you. There's probably tons of people that want to hear and talk about that kind of stuff. Like we were saying, like you know, being a garbage teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that? But also, like having that too is a way that like sometimes I'm explaining to people where they're like, "How could this have happened? How could this bad thing have happened?" And I'm like, "Well, this is what I was taught." Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you didn't know, and having that perspective being like and it was bad like the stuff that we learned as kids was so like as a little boy Mm -hmm. was so bad i mean there's stuff i know i just know was wrong Mm -hmm. like i was like never that kind of like you know you got those party guys that are drunk and like having like fucking with all the girls or like Mm -hmm. whatever and you're like i just always i was always wondering like do these people not feel bad like I feel? Yeah. Like, you just know, the, have you ever been in one of those positions where, you're like, something's happening and you are, like, the only one that's like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. going on or whatever? Yeah, I have been in many yeah. situations like that. And I had a recent interaction with someone who said that, who, who, who said he used to behave like that and it was something that we brought up at one point to him and we were just like, hey, you need to stop doing this. And then recently, he was just like, I want to let you know that was very effective. And especially with everything going oh, that's on. So cool. uh, and he was like, really, with like a lot of like, with Me Too and everything, he was like, I, it's important for me to uh, not, not necessarily apologize to feel better about himself, yeah. but be like, I am acknowledging that. Yeah. And that to me is huge, where I'm just like, this is the change. Like, this is, mm-hmm. that's a that's massive like, change. It's a thing I'm dealing with a lot because like, I have like, I mean, through my life as a shit person, mm-hmm. I have tons of shitty friends. Yeah. Like, I have <laughs> yep. so many of them. And yeah. Like, like, some in particular are, like, I mean, some that have stayed friends and have changed and all this stuff, you know, like, or are trying to change. And they need people. Some people just want to avoid conversations forever. And like, yeah. You, and some of these kinds of people, like, they're so, like, narrow-minded, or not narrow-minded, but, like, just self-absorbed that... They may have never had a real conversation besides the one that they think that they're having with you right now. Yep. And if you're not being real with them, then they're not having a real conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I had to think about that sometimes and, like, I mean, I hope, I'm not trying to throw anything under the bus, but, like, you know, that's, like, a thing where also you can't just shun these people and make them go live on an island or something. You know what? Like, that's such a good, I'm so glad you said that because that's something that I'm, like, I'm so much, like, my identity, especially now, especially in the context of Los Angeles and stuff, is, like, I'm feeling more and more like I am this, like, weirdo kid from San Jose Mm -hmm. that, like, is, like, not rough, per se, but a little unsophisticated, I guess is a way to put it, compared to, like, the way that a lot of people want to be seen. Um, And I... What I love about, like, especially what we've been talking about for, like, the last hour and a half is I think people don't... I think it's, like, people want to have a very ideal 
clean conversation about this stuff and it's like this is what's good and this is what's bad Mm -hmm. be good and if you're not good and you fall into another group then you're bad and the bad people shouldn't talk and i don't think that's true i think that like if you don't have the vocabulary or you don't even come from this background that's super npr about Mm -hmm. it yeah you still should you can still be a good person and i don't think that it should be dominated where it's like a good person talks like this and sounds like this Mm -hmm. because i have homies like back home who are just like damn i was bad and they're not like now they're like and now, now I'm good. I'm yeah. buttoning up my bow tie and I'm yeah, going yeah, to the gala yeah, yeah. and I feel you know they're just like and I'm still gonna smoke a lot of weed and just like you know and like yeah. and I'm uh, I'm still gonna do a lot of bad vice stuff but I don't want to hurt people mm-hmm. and that's the kind of storytelling and characters I'm personally super interested yeah. in. Dude, back to Good Time, the movie <laughs> I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But this guy is, I mean, he's straight up garbage shit. He's a shit person. <laughs> mm. But there's like heart in him. Yeah. For the another, it's just like it was. It's like to me, it's like my dad. I it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of my dad. I was like, I can see where you want to do nice things for the people that matter to you, but you're just shitting all over like right you know, the <laughs> world. Yeah, yeah. And the world like, is worse for your existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but. I think but the, he doesn't even he's so like he doesn't can't see that yeah and right. a, you know it takes a lot of growing or yeah and even as like a person like outside of that character the film is so effective of making you it traps you in the fucking prison of his mind yeah. while you're watching it and you're like holy fuck, as things are happening, I'm just like, stop. Stop doing mm-hmm. this, main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please just go home and go to bed. Yeah. Like, nothing that happens from this point is gonna be good. You know, like, pulling your hair out. But they fucking lock you into his motivation so effectively that it's like, fuck, man. Uh, ain't it a, a goddamn thing when the villain is so relatable and so human and yeah. things like yeah. that? It's like... that's it's. I love the idea of us having a lot of stories and I don't want to, not to get into spoiler territory, but like a thing I loved about Black Panther mm. is that like, I think it's a thing where like there's sort of, it's very simple to be like, if you're a garbage person that, if you're a garbage person, just be a good person. Yeah. And we don't mm. want to deal with the complexity as like, you can be a garbage person that wants to be better, which is, I feel much more in that camp personally. Mm. Yeah. Especially like my background and like all the toxic masculinity that was thrown into like my blood. And like, I know that like I can appear on the outside, like, and I've got it now. Like, yeah. I'm good now. Mm. I'm a Mr. Darcy. But like inside, it's still like there's like my initial thoughts and instincts. So lots of times I'm just like, ah, not good. Like, not good. Like, gotta yeah. figure that out. Like, how did this affect other people? But it's still like the stuff that I think and it's in yeah. me. I love the idea of us having that like, garbage person who's trying to be good but not in like a saintly hallmark channel way mm-hmm. of just like well i don't hurt my family you mm-hmm. know yeah i'm like there's some stuff i say that's racist i can't figure that out i'm not that smart in yeah. terms of like i didn't go through like twenty thousand sociology classes to know better uh, but i don't want to hurt the people around me right right yeah right. yeah well I th- yeah i mean I didn't think I was a racist person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, I grew up I was surrounded by racist people. <laughs> My grandfather was the most racist person. Mm-hmm. And then, now then you live around the other races, other things, or whatever, and then you realize, like, you are kind of racist. And yeah. Then you start to get over it, in a way, or whatever. And, like, it's just a bummer that a lot of people will never see that because they'll never leave yeah. the, where they're comfortable or whatever. Um, it sucks. It's a big bummer. But yeah, like, it is a weird thing of, like, knowing you're a piece of shit and <laughs> having to get, be a better person or whatever. Yeah. And I think I got lucky because, like, I was really dumb. Super stupid. 
grew up in a small town and like I didn't really have a lot going for me and I wasn't gonna do good in school mm-hmm. and I wasn't caring about doing good in school I wanted to be an actor yeah yeah I was gonna follow that dream but I I always wonder if I didn't have a kid in high school mm-hmm. if I would have just continued to be this garbage piece of shit forever right because like that made me like I still was like had a terrible relationship right until like after he was born and stuff but like it really did make me be like uh uh-huh well I gotta have money and I you gotta respect this and that because he's gotta respect this and right. that and you know so on and so forth and it's just like but I see a lot of my friends who didn't have that or whatever and it's just like man yeah would that have happened to me it's like that element of like can we make the future a little bit better now, when I say a lot of my friends I mean like just this, this could be like this could be <laughs> I like I mean you Steve so I mean you yeah. right. you know like you call people friends that you saw the 10 people you partied with at this time and yeah. then the 10 people Ge- you partied geographic with. friends yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. I don't know I, we've talked a lot about this kind of stuff but mm-hmm. I've got buddies who are still in their backyard throwing uh, ninja stars and throwing knives like those are the kind of people that I'm just like that. That's like how I grew up. Yeah. Was like that I was like the, I like was in my buddies. I was yeah. in my buddy's backyard throwing knives like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Throwing He's knives the one is I'm fucking about. Throwing <laughs> knives is fun. <laughs> and no, like to me, I, I yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, like I'm, uh, like I I, I want to put out good stuff in the world, yeah. and then I want to go and hang out in someone's backyard. I kind of want to throw some knives, and I definitely want to drink a Miller High Life 32-ounce bottle. But there's, you know? nothing <laughs> inher- there's nothing inherently lo- wrong with that yeah. lifestyle. Like, I and I think that's the thing. It's like right it's so easy to make like uh, a joke of the other and mm-hmm. things like that. And so from our like sort of, uh, I'm doing air quotes, like liberal elitist um, perspective, the other is like poor white people and we get to, even for yep. Zane and I, Zane being uh, a poor white person and me being a well-off white person, mm-hmm. you know, like growing up, um, we, it's so easy to make them into a cartoon and yep. a villain and stuff like that and it's closing channels of communication and things like that rather than like doing the thing that us as fucking liberal tender hearts are supposed to be doing right which is fixing all the fucking problems yeah but we, tear down the walls except for the ones that uh well, the ones that up. we yeah. put up we love those walls yeah. that's so true it's like uh it's those judgments it's like if I'm well off or I seem somewhat educated or I have the right vocabulary there's mm-hmm. no way I could be bad Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dog. That's called ignorance. Well, dude, <laughs> the thing is, so I've done pretty well, like in the in television with working mm-hmm. in TV. And my boss recently just found out that I can't spell shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, you forget that I went to night school and I don't have a degree or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I mean, yeah, I guess I do forget that because you're really good at your job and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I had to like do a lot of stuff without spell check mm-hmm. and I had to do it really fast. And then he was like reading it. And was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Those are my like I lo- like every. School script that I pop out that I am in love with the stuff that like and then people are just like I don't know if this will like sell sell or whatever I'm like too bad it doesn't matter like I've, I've had a blast writing it is like so, on some like the question I like to ask is where is this character a dumbass because that's me where I'm just like yeah. and every so often I run into a thing and then people are just like wait you didn't know this or like you totally messed this up or whatever I'm just like yeah because I'm because the thing is I can pull it off sometimes but in other situations, I'm a total dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that I love, and that makes me love characters when they're just like, but I'm going to try. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And, or like the w- characters who are just like acknowledge that they're just, there's no way to be a full human being. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, there's no way, like, I've got these huge gaping holes of being a human being mm-hmm. that, and I love that. Yeah. Because 
then you um, get to see other people and yeah and it's and it's a great it's a great thing for like storytelling because like uh good well-rounded characters are at their best when they're contradicting mm-hmm. like their whole facade or something like that like it's why fraser crane's car breaks down right <laughs> so he has to come to terms with the fact that he isn't better than the fucking mechanic yep. that knows how to fix his car yeah. and shit like that um i think that's the most relevant uh example i could have come up with right now <laughs> i think the accepting i was really stupid uh pretty young mm-hmm. helped me a lot right uh because you know a lot of guys like like trump dude he doesn't want to say he's stupid but he's you know whatever there's like so many men out there like that or like mm-hmm. my grandpa never wanted to say holy smokes it's so true yeah so it's like i was able to be like nah i'm pretty dumb like for because I was just basically trying to be the opposite of my grandpa mm-hmm. as a comedy act. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. But yeah. And then that just I grew into the person that was just like, yeah, I don't fucking know about a lot of stuff. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. So that really helped me, I think, decide to be better than whatever I was at the time. Yeah. Whatever, you know? And thinking that you have it all, you've already got it all under your belt, is such a weird way to rob yourself of like adventures. Yeah, dude. Where you're just like... For me, I'm just like, I don't know. And like I went to Boston for the first time and I like spent like the like the first night I was there by myself. And like I went there and they're like, you know, oh you ever been here before? I was like, no. And then like my initial reaction was like, you know, oh played off and just be like, oh, you know, I've I've heard some stuff and mm-hmm. I watched Cheers. But <laughs> so I think I, I think I know a thing or two as a Californian about Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then I was like, no, you know what? Like let's just party it up. Like I'm just being I was like, I don't know anything about Boston. Right. Like Fill me in, treat me like a five-year-old, yeah. and then they were just like, "Come on!" And like we yeah. were just like buying me Sam Adams after Sam Adams, and they were just like, "Do you yeah. like Fireball?" And I was like, "Is that here?" They're like, "Nope," but we're gonna drink it, you know. And that was like how it was so much more fun to have an honest reaction and yeah. interaction of just yeah. like, "No, I'm vacant." <laughs> and you get a better, you get a better version of the people you're with because yes. people inherently love to know more than someone mm-hmm. so, yeah, so when you're true. like when you're like i'm a blank slate <laughs> it's on you like yep. i went to i went to disneyland for the first time with fucking veterans <laughs> and i was just like i ain't fucking making a single decision today mm-hmm. like you yeah. guys show me the best way to fucking do disneyland and i had the fucking time of my fucking life because they were so happy to share their best experience right. with me that it was like, well, this is now my best experience because of the fucking, uh, the, the joy yeah. that's being spread. I and st- I've had that experience in cities and countries and mm-hmm. stuff as well. It's, yeah. I still catch myself sometimes just pretending like I know things so I don't have to have a conversation or, or, <laughs> or like, yeah. or just like to not give someone else the satisfaction of like, I knew this before you or whatever. It's yeah. Like, and I feel so stupid like two seconds after it, like, I wish I could rewind and, and delete. Actually, yeah. I know nothing about Spanish cinema. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like like if you watch extras, like every time Ricky Gervais just like best and bite his fucking. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like I feel like that character sometimes, and it sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. But that is like the man persona. Yeah, and it's like weird. Would love to shed that. Would love to just like have like be confident in yourself and who you are. Yeah, yeah. it comes from a place of fearing being small it also yeah. sucks being that or recognizing that you have it when you thought you weren't you didn't oh yeah yeah like because you're like oh i was 
punk and I wore girl pants and I was mm-hmm. a burlesque dancer and all that stuff. I was like, no, you're still kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's such an easy, I felt like for the longest time I like fell in that trap where I was yeah. just like, I'm very progressive. And it wasn't until like, nah, I'm a piece of shit. That yeah. like, it was easier for me to also accept when someone's just like, yeah. whoa, the thing you said was like super transphobic. And for a while, I was like, that's impossible. I could be transphobic. I'm mm. amazing. Dude, I'm going yeah, yeah, like, to keep no. finding things about myself yeah. that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because it's, <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. But uh, it's weird. It, it, you got to, like, I guess I guess getting older is just learning to quicker accept it. And yeah. But I like this. I like, I really like this conversation because another uh, side of that, of knowing all of your flaws and being hyper aware of all your flaws is you get into a lot of self-hate <laughs> yeah and this, but yeah. like this conversation obviously you know we're all of like similar uh mindsets but how could we have known that if we didn't have this conversation and now it's like oh well it's okay to be flawed because to be human is flawed and like being conscientious of that and trying to improve it doesn't make us fucking perfect it yeah. doesn't make us fucking terrible like, yeah, it's pretty human experience that's hopefully universal, it seems. One thing I really, really like about, like, emerging into, like, adulthood, like, adulthood and all of, like, there's no way I can turn back at this point <laughs> and just, like, elude myself of, like, no, I'm still, no, like, I'm, I will soon be an old man. Uh, one thing I really like about where we are now is that I feel like growing up, uh, when I saw adult men, it was very, it was an isolated experience. It was a very solitary experience. Mm-hmm. And now I feel, I don't, like, it's been, and this is three dudes chatting on a microphone. I don't feel that way with, like, my guy friends where I feel like I have to go through stuff alone. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm just, like, inadequate in so many ways, I feel like even if it's just, and I know that there's, like, a whole thing of, like, guys are always competitive or whatever. I don't feel that way. And I feel like someone's got my back somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to draw, like, a gender line or, like, make it so specific, but I do think... I can only speak to the male experience. And that was a thing growing up where it's just like, you better be able to be a repairman. You better be sensitive. You better know everything. Like, because people yeah. are just going to put it all on you and you're the head of your household and mm-hmm. stuff. And now I'm just like, I don't got to be a head of, I don't got to be a head of shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't have, so I, I was raised by my grandma primarily because mm-hmm. my grandfather was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of like, not thought that way or whatever. You're so ahead of the curve. Like, you just started watching Buffy. Like, you're like, I mean, some more people in the world like you. <laughs> I, yeah, to me, I mean, she was, to, it seemed like, I mean, my uncle was, like, we had the house for free. I didn't mm-hmm. know that until way later. But, dude, my grandma was, like, holding it down. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, yeah, women are badass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, um, it is weird to, like, and also that was another reason why I thought it was different. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make me that different. It, yeah. You know, it's like, you still have some shit. Because you still grew up with dudes. You mm-hmm. still, like, slumber partied with dudes and, like, you locker roomed with dudes and all that kind of shit. So it's like, you've still got a lot to learn. Yeah. yeah. And, it's in there, and we talked about this um, on the episode with uh, Jen Bashian a few weeks ago. Uh, just the idea that, like... Except she'll come out after this. No, she's already come out. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Dang it, I was thinking, I'm bad. Now Take it down bad. off of iTunes. Oh, I want it first. Dude, we're at a minute 40, we got an hour 45. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. But all the, there's constructs of, of being a man that, um, though they, they are toxic and um, can be harmful culturally and emotionally and stuff like that, uh, I don't remember my point whatsoever. Do we want to just do plugs? <laughs> We're taking a big old dump on him. I think it's a TLDR. 
Girls, we're the good guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the oh, takeaway God, is. You're back. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Give us the cred. <laughs> Don't question any of our motives. We're great. Yeah. I'm getting married. <laughs> oh, Zayn a saint. <laughs> Zayn is a saint for marrying his uh, beautiful, talented It does girlfriend. feel pretty good to have dated somebody in this weird climate to have just been out of it. I have been mm. locked away for seven years, and it's and no longer like I didn't yes. have to deal with this weird dating stuff that has Whereas changed. Whereas so I re-entered the dating pool yeah. right when it was starting to heat up. That yeah. is interesting. I didn't yeah. even think and also of that. like I didn't Tinder. Uh huh. Had no need, and it wasn't really a thing. I am decidedly not dating mm-hmm. right now because I was in such a long-term thing for so yeah. long. Like I don't know how. And approaching it, it was just a moment. It was. It would be like learning Latin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even the best example. It, it, for me, it might be like learning Swahili, where I'm just like, "Cool, I, I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to this." At some point, mm-hmm. this is a huge thing now. Like this is like a whole world. It's so crazy. Yeah. So props to you. I couldn't yeah. support your <laughs> choice to get married more. Is what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, it's Cause, weird. Because <laughs> this is not like get. Out. It's like it's like I popped my head in the room and it was a bloodbath and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember being single and not wanting today because I was like doing school and a bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you're still doing stuff. And I was a burlesque dancer that lived in a van. Yeah, you were you were swimming in it. Yeah, like I, I, I was basically. But the, the phrase is you were swimming in it yeah. refers to fucking. Vaginal liquids, and it's yeah. inappropriate for me to say that. Is it because it's still kind of fun to say, "Oh, bro, <laughs> no, you, you can were that. swimming in Dude, it." You can say swimming in dicks, swimming in pussy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think you can be, be swimming in dicks. Do, I still think all the things should be said. Yeah, that's true. But, and uh, being crass is still fucking fun, and it shouldn't yeah. be eliminated yeah. from our, our If you've ever society. seen me live, you know that that's my favorite thing. Yeah, you're <laughs> disgusting. Um, it's wonderful. It's just. It is like, but be cautious and be a good person. <laughs> yeah, I. If someone's feelings, like I know this like, in the comedy scene too. Um, like in improv, there's like a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, I don't want to get censored. It's like, listen, if you're making someone uncomfortable, then they're not having a great time, and oh. your job is to like kind but... of like, push the budget and have a thing. But super safe, definite. If you're hanging out with your friends and you're in the backyard and you're having some Miller thirty two ounces and you're with a bunch of comedians and you know you're all down to have these terrible jokes. That is a Saturday night for me. For the boys! (laughs) (laughs) To tie it all in. But that is a thing where, like, if, and, like, off mic, and, like, when we're hanging out, like, oh, the things that are going to come out of this. Yeah. Eventually, the things that Omar says after we turn off the mic, air quotes again, (laughs) will be on our Patreon. I think think our Halloween night that we were running around, like, we got to a point where, like, are we cool to say some horrible things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun, man. Yeah, okay. I, I forgot that we did Halloween at Culver City style. That was oh, fun, man. Dude. That I was a good Halloween. time. Uh, uh, all right, so let's so let's wrap this fucking... Yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Omar, you're going to have to plug, like, everything. Boom, 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 boom. Well, Do I'll, it all. Uh, Don't even rush yourself, man. Get super specific. <laughs> Include the fucking WWW in front of every plug. H-T-T, wait for it, P. Uh... <laughs> Uh, th- first of all, thank you guys for so much for having me on. Dude, this is great. It's been such yeah. a blast. I this love awesome, having man. an honest yeah. conversation, honest, vulnerable conversation. 
Um, if you would like to check out the web series that we were talking about and support the campaign in a financial way, that would be amazing. If not, if you can just spread the word, that's super appreciated. That's going to be tinyurl.com slash fictionalfairs. That'll take you to our Seed and Spark page where you can check out information about it as well as different ways to support the show. Seed and Spark is the that's crowdfunding. How that's the crowdfunding that's website. That's and cool. it's Yeah, it's new and it's focused on filmmakers. Oh, Very cool. So it's I not just like that. whatever thing and it's not like, I want to go to Italy so send me money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, no, you, if you want to make content, like you do it through this site. So it's really, really cool. So I'd really appreciate it if you check it out. Um, and if you do check it out in any capacity, tweet at me at Omar Najam on Twitter. And I have a thing where if you support it in any way, where even if you just follow the campaign, I will make a nursery rhyme and send it to you. I'll do a video of me just saying it, which is mostly me improvising it. And I'll send it to you on Twitter as a thank you. So check that out. And then if you want to listen to the podcast that was mentioned earlier, that's Thank You for Questing. You can find it most places that podcasts are offered. And it is a zany, mostly improvised RPG where I have a general sense of where it's going to go. And then, like we mentioned earlier, Chris Bermonte mm-hmm. will just be like, we were in a submarine. And then he was like, <laughs> at any point, they can roll against me. And he was like, actually, could we be in the sky? And then it took place in the sky and it, it was, had to be a plot point. It was like, fucking it had- <laughs> hilarious. Like, I, so I listened to the whole show. I mm-hmm. binge listened to it last week. Um because I was like, oh, I, I wonder if I'll have anything to talk to Omar about. <laughs> Turns out we did fine. But um, it's a fucking laugh riot. Thank it's you. It's so funny. I can just... Because, so, Mia and past guest Kelly Nugent and um, Chris are seem so infuriating to you. Like, I can just picture you <laughs> trying to craft this fucking RPG for them to play, and you built this world for people to enjoy, and they shit all over it at every turn, and it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. I picture you pulling your hair out the whole time. It's so funny. Oh, it's exactly what it is. That's so Somehow funny. it grows back, but that's it. And if you're like, ooh, RPG D&D is a little intense for me, this is not a math show, so no. don't worry. This is very much over the garden wall, adventure time, situation stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Sunnydale Study Group will be popping back very soon to talk about serious stuff and silly stuff in the Buffy universe. Uh, so check that out, and then we'll have to have you guys on very soon. Oh, that'd be cool. To chat about that stuff. It's very much like this, where we're just like, let's turn on the mic and just feel some feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I make me watch some more Buffy. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you got Spike overlooking your shoulders. Yeah, I so. do. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters. Um, that was IndieCred, guys. Two hours of it, and it got real, real, real. It was a good one. Bye-bye.